0: Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. Okay, I'm going to pray for a minute because we're in Shabbat and we're in a time of big decisions and I want you to shift gear all the things that have been bothering you, all the decisions that need to be made, they're going to be made this month decisions have big solutions so father we just thank you now for teaching us and giving us some divine guidance spiritual guidance holy spirit guidance to shift into another place in the river of life and just kind of fade out guys i just i need for you to just see yourself in eternity I want you to see yourself in the light of eternity. Because when we think of the word decision, usually we relate it to maybe, maybe not. Should I? Should I not? You know, is this the right choice for better or worse? I don't know. Just give it a go. <laughs> Sometimes making a decision can be really difficult. Or it can be burdensome. But then there are other decisions that, and people who don't find it difficult at all they just make a decision. So just pray for a moment. Just pray. Just say thank you Lord. I'm not going to run from facing up to my responsibilities, my everyday life. Whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's bitter, whether it's sweet. You're going to help me make The best choice. And many of us have tried to run from facing up to our responsibilities in making decisions. So I want to give you a word for this month. Decisions. We're going to look at decisions. Double portion. Big, healing, wonderful decisions. Okay? And don't be held back from stepping into your role as a mature, responsible Christian adult, to move, to shift gear, perfectly okay to boogie Sunday morning. Is it Sunday morning? I don't know. I don't really worry about if it's Sunday morning, Monday morning, Friday night. I just ask the Holy Spirit to help me flow. And I pray that you'll be able to do that. Because many of life's decisions can be really grievous. And many can be really joyful. But regardless of what we think the outcome will bring, by making the right decision, just say, I make right decisions. decisions. Once you be seated, I'm going to teach a little bit for a few minutes. Try to get this thing out of my nose, around my mouth. And ask you to put up the first slide. This won't take too long. Okay, so, you know, God... Gives us choices. Deuteronomy 30, 19, I call heaven and earth to witness this day against me. This is often my prayer. Often when I pray, I'm fed up with praying about something. And I say, hey, I call heaven and earth today to take a listen up. I'm making a sound. I'm marking this day. Because God sets before us life and death, blessings and cursings. Curses. I don't want curses. I'm going to choose life. So that me and my family, my descendants will live. Sometimes I pray that way in Parliament. Sometimes I pray that way over the media. But just, you know, take a moment. Let's let's, let's get a new prayer anointing. Let's get a new pla Let's move into a new rich debt. I know we go from boogieing to the deep end, but you know, when you're swimming, you go from the shallow end to the deep end, but you still keep swimming. Okay. So sometimes prayers are shallow, sometimes they're deep. And I believe God wants to resurrect us into a new level this morning of depth in the spirit. Okay. And, uh, just choosing eternal thoughts. Just we'll stay there just for a moment. Choosing eternal thoughts. Last week we were up at the bar and we taught the WLI thing. We had a wonderful time of worship with Lizzie. We went to some deep places. And I love that. I felt like the fulfillment of God coming. He will always come and fulfill you. What he puts on your heart, he will always come. And please be encouraged this morning to know that God has heard your prayers he has answered, he will come. It may not be the way you think it's going to be. When Jesus was in the garden, he was he was in so much anguish. He was praying, the blood was sweating. I think it's Matthew 26. And he said, you know, can't you just take this away from me, this cup? And his... Prayer wasn't actually answered, was it? It it wasn't taken away. Doing the will of God sometimes requires, often requires, major self-sacrifice to press through. And there are some places in your life that God will have you push through in prayer. He may not answer your prayers the way you want them to be answered, but he will answer with his will, and it will be for the benefit of others. But I think eternal thoughts are very important. Try to begin working on seeing yourself even more in eternity. This last week when we were up at the barn, and I, I took a quick run up to Norwich, my hometown, and I went to visit for the second time my 96-year-old aunt. And I was trying to explain to her, you know, that life is like in stages, in seasons. And so she looked at me and she said, I'm not in season, I'm not like a dog on heat, you know. And she completely flipped into a normal, natural, funny, humorous place. And it was great. And uh, then I realized I didn't use quite the right words. I should have said stages. But you're all, like our spiritual dad used to teach us, Dr. Cole, you're all in a stage of maturity. Some areas better, some areas not so good. Need some help, need some more grace. All right, so first of all, when it comes to prayer and it comes to where you are, don't be bothered about what you wear, where you live, what you're doing. Think about where you're going. Try to focus this month on your decisions eternally. Who I am in God. Not what I'm doing right now. We do our best to lift, to shine, to to lift up the atmosphere, to change things. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's God bringing you peace deep inside you. Can we just have another word of prayer? Father, we just ask your Holy Spirit to increase the activity of your Spirit in our lives. We do just pray, Father, in Jesus' name. We want more of eternity in our lives. We know it's all put on the inside of us when we are born again, but we pray now. We make a decision to pray and to receive from you more goodness, more spiritual activity, more eternal activity than being concerned about the natural. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's go to the next slide. I was thinking to myself, writing down some notes when I was asking the Lord what, what he wanted, what word he wanted. Last month I gave you the word courage. This month I'm giving you the word decisions, because we're in a time of making decisions. That actually goes to February the 9th. But, you know, I kind of live by the, and I'm learning to live by the Hebraic calendar, because there's something more spiritual about the flow that they have. I'm not imposing it on you. I'm not saying you have to live that way. I'm just saying I have to be me and I have to do what works for me. But so I thought about Jesus. He's our example. And I thought about the scripture. I am able to do nothing of myself, he said. I mean, think about that. Of my own accord. I am able to do only what I see my father doing. For whatever the father does... Is what I do in the same way in my turn. So you say I don't know how to see God. Well that's your prayer then, that's where you start. Father help me to see what you're doing in my life. God has talked to me through so many things. There used to be a time a lot in California where God used to speak to me through billboards and and lorries, trucks. You know. He used to just speak to me and I'd think, Oh, go away. I don't want to go back to England. Oh, I think that's not God. I walked the beaches of sunny L.A. And I used to think God's voice was the devil's voice. But I made a big decision. I decided to take that whole year of my life and learn to hear God's voice, learn to know when the peace came, ask him to teach me about the anointing. And he began to not only teach me about the anointing and how to hear his voice, but how anointings work together for the benefit of his kingdom. And you get the right anointing together with the right people. Man, look at world. We are going to change the nations. We are going to change the music business. We are going to change things. So we make choices and God works with our choices. Okay, but with the choices that we make that are God's choices, we have to recognize we are able to do nothing of ourselves. I can't do it without God. I can't do this without God. Only as I'm taught, Jesus said, by God, and as I get His orders, He'll show me what's the next thing to do. He'll show you what's the next thing to do. You know, it might be something real simple, like go visit a relative, go visit a neighbor. But you have to walk with God in his steps to have him flowing in your life that way. Jesus said, even as I hear, I judge. I decide as I'm bidden to decide. As the voice comes to me, so I give a decision. Listen, making decisions can be really difficult, can't it? Sometimes there are so many solutions and decisions, I'm confused. I have to wait. And waiting on God is a good thing because you get stronger. Sometimes I need to just unplug and go to the bedroom. I'm happy he's watching football. I'm really happy about that. It's just not for me. <laughs> go watch your football. I'll feed you snacks, whatever you want. But I'm, I want to hear from God or I want to do something else. We each have to follow in ourselves. It's all fine. It's all good. Nobody's judging it. Nobody's putting it in a box. But Jesus said, as the voice comes to me, so I give a decision. And, I, you you know, it kind of takes the strength to say, actually, that doesn't sit right with me. I don't have peace. I think God's got something better. And often when you say that, you come against the natural realm. Because we like to get everything right. We're in a hurry. We want to put things together. We want to keep everybody encouraged. But you just kind of learn, God isn't in a hurry. (laughs) Sometimes I think he's really slow. I think, Chad, did you just forget about me? He's like, no, I'm working things out. (laughs) There's so many ways to go. You see, you make a commitment to church. You make a commitment in a marriage. You make a commitment in a relationship at work. You make commitments. And then you feel like, oh, I've got to keep these together. But God's made a commitment to be your covenant-keeping God. And he's working out stuff deep in the heart, deep in your spirit, to cause your spirit to come to that place where in eternity you will be who you are. But he's causing you to come to that place now. You don't have to maneuver. You don't have to make it happen. God's going to open the doors. What you have to do is pray for the grace Father, I need the favor and the grace to know what I need to do. That's what it's about. It's about welcoming the activity of the Holy Spirit to bring the grace to do what needs to be done. Because without that, we're no different to Jesus. You needn't think you're holier than thou and more super spiritual and more skillful or gifted or whatever. You're not. You need the Holy Spirit. And, he, and Jesus said, my judgment is right, is just, is righteous, because I do not seek or consult. He didn't even consult his own will. I have no desire to do what is pleasing to myself, my own aim, my own purpose, but only the will and pleasure of the Father who sent me. So there's a few things to pray in there. Help me to see. Help me any time I come before people not to seek my own will, to promote myself, but to seek your will. You know, let me have access to your power to see people healed and made whole, but may you be glorified. And, and and there's all kinds of things you can pray in there, not to seek your own will. In your own will, you know, you can want to do something completely different. So we just welcome these moments. We welcome the Holy Spirit to come and Nudge us. You know, go down deep inside, you know what you're supposed to do. You know, on the inside, that still small voice that says, do this, don't do that. You know that. What we do is we shut it off, we deaden ourselves to it, and we become like the world, cold-hearted. But God's called us together to be vulnerable, to be transparent, to be open with each other, to know that we can encourage each other. You know, thank God we're in church. I mean, it doesn't look like church, but that's because we think of church with high windows and that stuff. We had a request this week to bring a high-ranking Israeli from the government into our pulpit, but both Rod and I thought, no, nah, we don't want to bring to the to the, the basement of blessing. Because not everybody sees by faith. And we love you guys deeply and we care for you and we want you to be presented to a bigger world from a good platform. We don't need to put you down to put up Commonwealth Church. God knows what plan He's got for the church and it will stand. It will stand. It will stand. So let's go to the next slide. So we're talking about decisions. Proverbs sixteen nine says, A man's mind plans his way as he journeys through life, but the Lord directs his steps and establishes them. So I've got to choose right thinking. How do I do that? Proverbs sixteen three. This is a wonderful prayer. This has saved me so many times when I don't think this is the will of God. And I ask God, I roll my works on the Lord. I commit and trust them wholly to him. He causes my thoughts. He causes my thoughts. God can cause your thoughts, your mind, your will, your emotions to become agreeable to his will. And so my plans are are established and succeed. God, cause my thoughts, cause me. Cause the way I dress, cause the way I move, cause the things I do. Cause my thoughts, my deepest places of thoughts to become agreeable to your will. So my plan succeeds. I I pray that a lot. It's, It's a natural for me. Because I live in the earth. And there's a lot of pressure in the earth. There are things in the earth, you know. So we should make sure that in choosing and making our decisions that God will get the glory out of whatever we do. It's important to do that. There's kind of a sense morning. oh, somebody put the brakes on. Yeah, I think it's called God. He puts the brakes on us. He does sometimes. He says, look at the decisions you're making. He just pulls you up and says, I'm healed, I'm whole, I'm full of joy, I got everything covered. And and sometimes you kind of shift and you connect with God and you think, well, that's right. He's all I need. I don't need to worry if I don't have a brand new car, I don't have a brand new outfit, or whatever the world's way is. The world has its own way of doing business, of marketing things. We have God. When God breathed on that prayer garden, a million visitors went to it. They asked me, the company, a, a secular company, how on earth did you do that? Why didn't you put an ask on the end? I said, I didn't want an ask on the end. Prayer is free. <laughs> they said, but you've had a million. We've, we want to know how you got that much traffic. I said, I asked God to breathe on his work. If you're doing what God wants you to do, ask him to breathe on it. He'll do it. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to be anxious. you know. But still, we need to have right thinking in the natural Because we live in the natural. How many of you need to make decisions this month? (laughs) Every one of us. About something. Some big, some small. Big decisions. Okay. Let's go to the next slide. This shouldn't take too long. So this is a real basic. This is a real basic. Think about some things that really offend you, that really upset you, that you get really wound up about. See, prayer is very important in making decisions because it's the main way that God can gain total access, total access to your thoughts. Think of the areas you don't have peace that you're striving I'm not going to fret or have anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance, in everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests with thanksgiving, continue to make my wants made known to God. I continue to do that. When I don't have peace, but God, I want to buy this building, but God, I want to do this, but God, I want to do that, but God, I want to have a hit that here. God, I want to affect people. I, want to, I know what you put in me. I want people to be influenced for your good. You know how, how we struggle with all that? And we fret and we get anxious. God, I'm not going to be happy if I don't see a building this year. Rod and I, we, we feel that for you all. We hate the fact that you get up at 6 in the morning to set up chairs in a place like this. Do you think that's our heart? But no, we're grateful and we're thankful that God brings us in here to bring his peace, to welcome him, to say, come on, God, come and bring something eternal into this place. so that When people step in here to drink beer and smoke cigarettes and get high and get out of it, they actually, they actually feel something on the inside of them because we've been here. Yeah. We've been here, so the army of angels has been here. We have huge... Huge armies, I don't just walk out. I walk out with a 100,000 thousands. They're watching out for me. They're watching over me. They're guiding me. I have divine guidance in my decision. But I keep my mind, God's peace is mine. I keep myself tranquil in all of that. When I went to the Julian cell this last week in Norwich, it was so peaceful, it was so tranquil. And I said, God, we have to have this in London. We have to have this in London, tranquility, peace of mind. It's part of the deal. It's part of the solution. You might laugh at me and not understand me, and I don't mind about that, But I'm not here to please you. I'm here to please God. But this afternoon when he's watching football, I'll probably be watching 24 upstairs, because I like the action. I love things that are full of action, let my sin go before you. You know, <laughs> You know. I'm not really interested in just having a TV on for the sake of having it on. In fact, I go, when I'm on my own, I go for weeks and months and somebody tells me something's happened on the news. And I'm like, oh, thank you. I like spending time alone with the Lord. I like the tranquility. I like the peace of just being with God. I'm not a person who gets on their own and gets anxious to impress or to have to have something. And um, I thank God for that. I know it's a gift. I'm perfectly happy with that. I know it's not normal. But I'm perfectly happy when the guys are doing the grooving on and everybody's happy clappy. I like all that too. All right, but the most important thing is God's peace is mine, that tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatever sort that is, that peace. We, we were we were at this old people's home on uh, Thursday afternoon, my niece and I. And we couldn't get out because obviously they lock people in. It's a home for people with dementia. was quite a challenge to walk through people who were so muddled. Because... Quite quickly, you can comply to where they are. Don't look at me all holy like that. <laughs> you can. People are strong. People have influence. And you can get into that soulish realm. And you think, I'm like, okay, Lucy, let's try the... My niece is called Lucy. Let's let's try the numbers. So I tried to get out because I didn't know the number, so I missed it twice. I think, well, you're so full of the Holy Spirit, why don't you know? Well, you know, come on, get real with me. <laughs> So I said, Holy Spirit, show me, knock on the door. So I knocked on some door that had a thing on it. Nothing happened. I knocked on the door again. He said, no, do it again. So I did it again. The nurse came out. am like, thank you. Can we get out? <laughs> We'd like to get out. Wouldn't you like to get trapped? No, thank you. Wouldn't you like to get out of some of your situations? There are some situations that feel like you're trapped in them. And those sweet people, a lot of them, they don't know where they are. They don't know the people there. You know, it really opened my heart to think about having millions and having a home for the elderly. People in their 90s, I don't know. old is always 10 years older than you anyway. <laughs> so they were old to me. So let's go to the next slide. The piece we finish this Philippians 4. You know, you could just, you could just, that could be enough for this month. If you never heard another scripture or had another revelation this month, you could just take this and say, you know, is that peace which transcends all understanding, garrisoning and mounting guard over my heart and mind in Christ Jesus, for the rest, brethren, and do I do, I, do I do this with my thought life? Do I think whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence whatever is honorable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable. Hey, I'm working on this because there's some things, I don't think they're very honorable and I don't think they're lovely or lovable. Whatever is kind. My dad, my real natural dad, was the kindest person I ever met. He was so kind. My mom was so kind. They were from an era where people were just kind. People weren't in such a hurry. They were kind. And I really believe the more we step into having eternity rule in us, the better we'll be, the better our lives will be. The building will just come to us, the right. God. God knows what's the best for us. He does. He knows we need a place to rehearse. He knows we need a place to worship. He knows we need a place to pray. He knows what we need. He knows we need a place for the youth to gather he knows he knows what we have need of and he will provide it and it you know even though london looks like a mountain that's impossible i'm like give me this mountain huh come on give us this mountain give us london let's say to london isaiah 40 london behold your god behold your god on every street the presence so powerful That people fall on their knees and they can't explain why. That the government make divinely directed decisions regardless. But anyway, so is there any virtue? Is there any excellence? Is there anything worthy of praise? I love that our guys up here, they worship, they praise. They come in here, they don't look at what's in here. They look into the spirit and they start praising and they start worshipping. And it's not that God's out there. Of course, they're God inside-minded, but they're reaching out. And I want to encourage you this month, make decisions to pray. Amen. Make decisions to let your mind believe this and look at this in Philippians 4. Read, read Philippians 4 and say, you know, do I think on things? Do I fix my mind on things that are pure and just and lovely and of a good report? Do I do that? Sometimes things come to my mind, things that people have said about me, and I think, I can't believe I swallowed that. And I choose to believe the best. I choose. You make a choice. It's a pre- Decisions are about making choices. You shared this morning, Emmanuel, that we're chosen. We are chosen. We are selected. We're called out. Let's go to the next slide. is <laughs> a big one. This is a big one. We hear a lot of word around this church, <laughs> around our training sessions. We hear a lot of word. James says... And this is my prayer. This is my prayer. I choose to be a doer of the word, obeying the message, not merely listening to it, betraying myself into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying you become a doer of the word. I don't know what God's word is bringing to you, but I feel a spirit of prayer this morning so strong. Sometimes I feel it a little bit. Sometimes I feel it really strongly. But I just want you to take a minute and pray. Just pray. Just bow your head Have you have a prayer is to you. And say, God, I want to be a doer of the word. I really want to get to the other side and get through my life in the spirit, walking and living habitually in the spirit. I want to be a doer of the word. I want the anointing to grow and increase. I want all my problems and all my things. <laughs> I want to roll the care of them over and I just want to live carefree from them. And just act like we just went on vacation to somewhere nice, warm, sun, beach, water. Oh, just let it go. Come on, just let it go. Let it go, let it go, let it go. Let it go, let it go. Let it go. Stop worrying. Just become a do of the word. God is going to promote. God is going to exalt. God is going to have his way. Sometimes there's a funny feeling. It's just a funny feeling about things but you know you go to God and you go to the one who always makes wise decisions I don't know if everybody in here is saved knows what I'm talking about but I want to take you to a scripture in Romans I don't think it's on the overhead let me just go there for a minute we find it Oops, going the wrong way in my bible Here we are. In Romans 10, it's a very basic Christian thing. Is there anybody in here not assured they're going to heaven? If you can put up Romans 10, verse 9. It says, if you acknowledge and you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and is in your heart, believe, adhere to, trust in, and rely on the truth that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So sometimes we're making a decision based on something so powerful eternally that all we have to do is say, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. He is Lord. He is Lord over this nation. You know, all the, all the work we do, it was nice to see you the other day, Michael, outside Parliament. But all that work that goes on in Parliament, it's, it's extraordinary the decisions that our members make, members of Parliament have to make. It's extraordinary. But at the end of the day, when I walked in there the other day, I thought, you know, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord of your life. Don't be a bunch of people who are straggly and waggly and concerned, you know. If you acknowledge him, he is Lord. So, yeah, you can go to the next one, being a doer of the word. I'm just going to keep it short. I have tons of things to share with you because, but I just feel, just take these scriptures. Maybe you could put them up on the Commonwealth Church Facebook page. Because, really, if you'll just read these scriptures, walk and live in the Spirit habitually, if you'll just tell yourself, I'm going to do that, you won't get upset, you won't get frustrated. You won't feel insecure, you won't feel like you've got to project something. You'll just have that peace, that tranquility, that peace of mind. I love that peace of mind that God gives in Philippians 4. So this is another decision to make this one. This is a big decision. A big decision. Because sometimes, like I said, we're trapped in situations where we've committed to things and we've got to walk it out. Okay, so I choose to walk and live in the spirit habitually. I choose that. I choose that. I choose that. Maybe you guys want to come up and you want to jig a bit and worship a bit more. I'm happy with that. I'm okay with that. But this is a month for attainment. And me, I want, I've made a decision Proverbs 5.16 says, divinely directed decisions are on the lips of the king. Divinely directed decisions. Proverbs 16.33 says, the lot is cast in the lap, but the decision is holy of the Lord. You know, get your hands wrapped around the Lord this morning. Get your hands wrapped around him like never before. And know that he's guiding you. He's, He's with you in the darkness. He's with you in the storms of life. You know, finally, (coughs) stay focused. Stay focused, Ephesians 6. What does that say? It says that we're warriors in the spirit. Life is about spiritual things. Maybe some little demon has come and his his friends and troubled your mind and wound you up. Be really careful with the words of your mouth and the thoughts that you think. We are a group of people who are handpicked, who are chosen by God who are loved by God, who are amazingly touched and equipped by God to move forward. And this is a month to make a difference. This is a month for you to say, thank you for your mountain. I'm telling you, this is the the time for to press on the door of your destiny, to push through. This is the time for it. I'm not trying to be... Misprophetic prophetic or any of that nonsense. I'm just not that it's nonsense. I'm just saying, make a choice to live out of your flesh or your mind or your spirit. Let's make a decision. Why don't you just stand up? We're going to worship God. I know it feels kind of like, boom! You know, the anchor's gone down when we were just getting ready to go a hundred miles through the waves. But we can go there again. We can worship. We can move forward. We can make progress. You can make a choice. You can call heaven and earth a record right now. I'm making progress on my high places. I'm I'm not staying the same. You know? It was a big choice for me to watch 24 on the TV are you kidding me that's not my that's, if you know me that's a million miles for me but I have to make a choice based on I'm not going to be afraid of violence I'm going to pray you say well I put worship soaking music on when I pray that's fine I do too sometimes but don't be afraid to be who you are God made you the way you are That's wonderful. Father, we receive healing. We receive the healing of our lives. We receive the healing of our minds. We receive the strength. We choose to serve you this day. We thank you for George Hammer and his team. We bless him and we bless this place. We pray for your blessings to come big time into this place. We do choose to see the atmosphere change. We do choose to be people who are well equipped. We do thank you for the scriptures that you give us so that we can walk and live habitually in the spirit. Really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday.